It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 827. What's happening, guys? What's going on? How are we? You sound a little quiet. I was kind of just, you know, easing into the episode. I can Mm -hmm. get fired up, mate. I am fired up. What are you fired up about? Um, I'm fired up about... uh, I just saw... (laughs) It's probably the only uh, silly purchase I would consider making. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldi have just dropped a new. They call it the, uh, the. It's being dubbed the the dupe of Apple, the forty dollar dupe of Apple. So you know, it's like almost like they've ripped off and and done their own version. Can you guess what a forty dollar item from Aldi Definitely could be? It's the AirPods. I did think that, and I that, that's wrong. why I jumped on. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> All right, give me another guess. All right, let me have one more guess. One another. Yeah. Forty. So, dupe. I only learned about dupe the other day. Dupe. So, uh, Tony mentioned it in her podcast. Then Bree bought a candle. Things are going very poorly here. We're having to buy dupe fragrances now. But the what um, is dupe? Dupe fragrance. Du- well, du- it's so uh, we get uh, Lalabo. Uh, fragrance or what, like candles, right? Or maybe it's not Lalabo, yeah, yeah. it's um, fucking d- Diptyque or some shit. Anyway, okay, I'm yeah, not, they I'm, smell I, great. I just know I, I, I like them. And yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. have a friend that normally is in retail and gets us a very, very tidy discount. <laughs> talking 40, <laughs> tidy. tidy, talking 40%. But um, because of all what the is the percentage? What is the percentage where it becomes tidy? <laughs> just just uh, over the parameters of tidy. Yeah, that's tidy. <laughs> Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ten percent, you're like fuck. All right, the um, twenty no, moving tw- up up twenty five percent is 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 big. That's a going out of business yeah. sale. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Brie was like, "We're running out of the candle." I don't really want to spend like the full price of the candles, like a fucking 170 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's something like That's that. So ridiculous. Um, you know, you don't have kids when you're yeah, buying candles that expensive. Exactly. And so we're like, we, we even, for us, it's even a bit absurd. We're like, you know, we don't need, we don't need that in these times. So yeah. Brie found a dupe. There's some dupe fragrance, which I don't completely understand. But she was like, I was like, what's, I've never heard of dupe. And she's like, oh, it's like a, it's like a copy. It's like, it smells exactly the same. And, it has yeah. a better throw than the other uh, one. Yeah, and is it duplicate? Is it just saying we've like duplicated something and it's a version of it, but it's not the original version? I reckon that's what it means. Let's have a look. Dupe, dupe, dupe. dupe. I would um, never throw that into a s- sentence ever in my life. You know, there's a bunch of those words that you read on paper, but anyone who uses them, not dupe, but other ones that you're just like fucking, who uses that? Well, because I said to Bree, I'm like, oh. Uh, dupe isn't dupe what I used to wear. She's like, no, that's dupe. <laughs> dupe jump. <laughs> that's that's the that's oh, an yeah, yeah, the fragrance. Fragrance. The fragrance. But dupe. Well, I'm just um, tr- I'm trying to define dupe on Google for you. It doesn't even want to define it. But can you guess again? Oh, here you can go. You guess? Dupe. Yeah, it's it's here. Um, it's uh, to deceive or trick. Okay. Well, there's definitely deception. Okay, so they're not they're not exactly. It, it, the 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 market stall that sells the fake Fubu jacket <laughs> is definitely duping Fubu people. Is. Fubu or you know Helly Hansen. Those there was like a bunch of brands them. back in the day that were the Echo Echo jacket. Yeah, and so there was a re, there's like Echo's they probably do it now with name. Nike. When you said Echo jacket, then 
That could be Echo Jacket. <laughs> no, he can't because Echo sold jackets. <laughs> and it'd be like saying uh, R- River. Uh, River's a great name, River but jacket. not with Jacket. River Jacket. It's like fucking, all right, mate, you're off to do a bit of bloody, you know, a bit <laughs> oh, of yeah, rowing yeah, in the river. Okay. Um, okay, last guess. What is it? What are Aldi selling? What's their dupe? Um MacBook Pro. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. It's a um, it's a knockoff smartwatch. Oh, smartwatch. Smartwatch. Fuck. Smartwatch. It looks good. good too. It looks good. Like I reckon, if I replace the band that it came with, because it's got like these green dots on the band, mm. these holes through it that you can see this green yucky color. Anyway, it's comes with its own charging dock. Thirty nine ninety nine. I saw last the Saturday because they <laughs> does it even have one? <laughs> no, what, like, what like is it? Got, no, no. Do, what, do you, what's on it? Yeah, mate. I don't know. But should I, should I get one? <laughs> it says yeah, yeah, it can connect to your smartphone using Bluetooth and receive call and message notifications as well as play your music. Like if that's tapping into your your Apple phone, mm-hmm. I mean that's at that point it is. It's really fucking. Getting past say it's the an system. Apple Watch. <laughs> it's an Apple it's Watch. An a- yeah, well it, well, it is. It's going to annoy me as much as yours one does, you, and just as you pull it up, you and Jess Lucas, mm-hmm. you, you're both, she loves uh, you know, offenders of that. Um, uh, so, I was at, I was driving past the local Audi on Saturday, mm-hmm. mate, 100 people, 100 metre line. It's still like because it's now socially distanced, mm-hmm. it's like extends the line out. So, there might be the same amount of people. But still, people in the time of stage four lockdown uh, are making sure they're getting their, you know, their hit, mm-hmm. their hit. Well, you, so was it when you shopping. say a hit? Okay, it's a, it's they're not literally <laughs> lining up for the the dupe, heroin, the the, the dupe watch. Do they say no, dupe no, on no, it? Is it an no, no. or something? They, or? This is a news.com.au article. Audi sells forty dollar dupe. Of Apple Samsung smartwatch in Father's Day sale, okay. and so so it is a father. Like, it's designed for Father's Day. Oh, the mate, they, they, they were, just sort of. It's like you know, you you search for any reason to do, you know, come up with a name for a social media post on whatever mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. whether no, it's your birthday. Let's calendar. find someone's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Met a guy once. It was his birthday. We're posting about it today. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Godin. It's your birthday. We're posting about you. You just want an excuse to sell shit. Mm-hmm. And so, what would a sale be today if we were to go on sale for something? It's Wednesday, the twentieth of August. Sorry, it's Thursday, the twentieth of August. Mm-hmm. Anything? Anything you'd like to sort of? Twi- is it special? Twi- you'd uh, like to? Uh, twi- yeah, let me have a think. Uh, I would go. I would go to something being sp- springs coming. You know, you know oh, yeah. the Daily Talk Show T-shirt. Get ready for spring. Oh, that's right. That is good. I mean, my birthday is first of September, which is not yeah, too sept- far away. September one. I always get confused between the fifth and the first. I don't know why, but it's the first of September, isn't it? First, mate. First when is Father's Day. When's that? What day? It'll be that Sunday. So mm-hmm. Tuesday's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Sunday is Father's Day. And you're turning thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, I could not give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. I really don't care. I cared about my thirtieth, and I think mm-hmm. you should too. It's a nice sort of milestone. Yeah. But thirty-two, I ain't got time for you. What do you want to do? <laughs> I like that thirty-two. I ain't got time for you. Um, what do you want to do for your fortieth? Oh, fortieth. Yeah, that's a big one. Can I guess? 
I feel like I you'd be the, the kind of guy to be like, look, we've organised a, um, a boat in Greece oh. um, and we're, we, we're, you know, six friends. We're all, we're all going to go and we're going to celebrate your 40th on a yacht or a boat That'd or be, something. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, see. I See, I would, I would like that. Mm-hmm. There's, um, who's paying? <laughs> who's paying? Yeah, I mean, for at that what? point, yeah, we're doing well. Be, yeah, you'll be, you'll be cashed up, maybe. Oh, to be honest, I said to the Amy, Amy the other day, I was like, to be honest, after the Daily Talk Show, because they get the ten year plan, mm-hmm. so done. it's like another, yeah. another eight years, another, mm-hmm. under, it's like seven and a seven bit and years. A half, yeah, I was like, to be honest, I think I'm done then. Yeah, like I, I'm, I think I'm packing it up, like. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind like my own home studio setup where I just sort of do a little, do a few bits and pieces, but Bring I'm not doing much. So we got, <laughs> I've got seven years to make that happen. It's mm-hmm. not retirement. I won't say retirement, mm-hmm. but if you were to put a label on it, it's retirement. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it would just be no, it'd be nice to be able to be completely in control of your time. Exactly. And so, I mean, how do you make that happen? If that's because it's, I think it's like. The end goal of I want to retire with all this money is probably like but it's not drive you to do some not weird the thing, fucked up shit. Like, how many people do we know that have heaps of cash? And it's like it's not that like they're still, and that's probably why they do. They are yeah. so successful because <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. still working and doing all. That. Like, is that a bit of a povo mindset? I don't know. Like, Maybe because I have the same one. I have the well, same I don't think. Around, you know. Well, not retiring. The, I don't have an interest in retiring. No. It's about just doing the shit that, that I like. Exactly, exactly. And I look at friends in their 40s that run businesses and there's a lot of stress that they've got. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I mean, owning a tech business mm-hmm. that's sort of doing well or or not and you're trying to make it do well and there's, there's a lot that goes comes with that. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's um, easier to say what we're saying than mm-hmm. to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. create something that allows you to do that at 40. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're, you know, giving it a good crack. Yeah. Uh, Thursdays of the day that I have on social media. Yeah. So, what time did you down- download the apps? Six uh, fifteen. <laughs> I saw. I jumped on and I saw some mm-hmm. likes happening. I saw some responses to a few people yeah. that had come mm-hmm. in overnight. And boy, I knew it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, but my eyes are my eyes are burning. Are they? Like it's just the, the scroll <laughs> and the. But I was. I then watched a video. Of um, Dill takes photos who we've had on the show. He did yep. a video about why social media isn't that bad. And so isn't I watched that bad? That. Yeah, isn't that bad? It's like you know, social media gets a bad rap. And um, okay, and what's I mean, this is obviously sort of jumps out at you in that mm-hmm. moment <laughs> because of Being you know Thursday. you've just downloaded again and it's yeah. Thursday. What's the what's the take? What's, what's like the connecting angle? Connecting with people. All right, so think about it this way: uh, Matt Diavella, we would never have met. If it wasn't for social media, yeah, like yeah, social yeah, media, yeah. that was the Twitter thing and him coming yeah. to Melbourne and yeah. all that sort of thing that made that happen a few years ago. Think about how many, like there's so many examples of that. Think about how many friends that we have that were, uh, that started through social media. Yeah. So international thing. I think like for me, I've, I feel like I've got a fair few friends that are overseas and I feel like social media is great for that. Yeah, it keeps you tapped in, tapped into them. So, Brad Blanks probably knows what we're up to right now. He's living over in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know what people are up to just at a glance. And so, that's one side of it. 
I feel like doing the ring around. Should I just try and call Brad Blanks right now? See what he's up to. <laughs> what time is it in New York? I, I think it should be fine. New York. Hang on, hang on. Let me just type. New no, York. it's definitely... It would be like 5 p.m. at the latest. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, it's that international... Yeah, this is... 644. It's 6.44 p.m. Okay. He might be just having... Might be dinner with the family. Dinner. Do you reckon he knows it's you calling? Yeah. Yeah. I want to understand his habits, his social media habits. I mean, it would. I feel like it would be if he answers. I mean, I probably wouldn't answer. So what the fuck is Josh doing? No, it's a face, FaceTime unavailable. Hurtful. Um, no, but see, isn't it just so nice having people all around the world that can ignore your calls? It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. I can I can call anyone around the world. I'll get. Yeah. It'll probably be ignored. Um, yeah. No, but no. So there is that nice thing with social media, you know, being able to connect. Well, of course. I mean, this mm. is you sort of grappling with your addiction right now, mm. and so it is. I mean, in moderation, sugar mm. is okay. Yeah, it's not the end of you, mm-hmm. but if you fall off a cliff every time you have it, then. That's another conversation. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, I've been looking after the big media company Instagram account, just posting and getting some of our old content we hadn't populated. And so, I've been having some fun there, creating some templates and branding stuff. And when you're forced to sort of just... I, 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 it's weird because I've never had this where I'm just in it, but I'm not really in it. I feel like I'm just getting stuff out there and then it's, mm-hmm. cr- it's definitely creating... A, less of a barrier for any other social media stuff that I do. So, posting. And so, my wife, I think, spends a lot of time on one post and starts... Yeah. But she also is the person that does it in a text message where she'll spend quite... She needs... Like, it's... You know, she, it's, texting isn't her strong suit. Mm-hmm. She would rather a phone conversation for three hours and, she'll, and she would thrive. And so, you f- have your thing, right? And so, I think it's... But that's not to say that it can't be less of a pain than what it is already. And so, for someone like me... Well, so, that's, just the, writing, the, that's the writing bit. Yeah. It can be a good way of um, becoming a, a better writer as well, synthesizing yeah. your thoughts. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's... And then, I mean, it's, it is... But then it's like looking at strengths, right? Mm-hmm. What is What is your strength? And then what do you... Because if... If you have a strength that you think, it, well, if you think it's your strength, but then you're not using that strength, mm-hmm. then that's probably something you need to take stock of to spend more time in the thing that you were, you know, like if you're not doing anything, but your mm-hmm. strength is talking yeah, and then you're f- focusing all your time on trying to be the text person and then that's really painful. It's like you could be the, you could actually be the the call person that just books yeah. in chats with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And so, rather than playing in the game of painful responding to text because that's how everyone else does it, and then you've got to be okay with that. But so. I guess there's something in, um, yeah, there's the focus on your strengths element, but then there's also, like I was thinking about it the other other day, uh, within within business, there's not... There's, there's not really an opportunity for people who are far along in their career to make big leaps in regards to like from a training perspective, right? So it's like there's small pivots. There might be a workshop here and there that they go to, but it's not like fundamentally 
changing what they do. So I was thinking about it's like look at someone like um, Jess or even GB. Uh, it's like uh, GB is an editor. That's his strength. That's what he's is really comfortable with. The, the the podcast stuff for him is a bit harder. It's not doesn't necessarily come natural. He has to do a lot of preparation. And the thing is, it's like I can see the appeal in just being like, "Oh, that's your lane. You're the editor. Focus on yep. that." But I feel yep. like the growth is in actually getting people to get good at those other things. So if he can be an editor and then be a fucking sick podcaster, imagine yeah. that combo for him. And then think about Jess. And it's like if if you can produce, if you can organize stuff, but then mm. also run your own show or yeah. be on air, that's like a, a massive win, don't you think? Yeah, maybe the the the... the Maybe the confusion comes when you're doing something else that isn't your strength, thinking it's going to become your biggest strength. When it, that isn't necessarily the end game, mm-hmm. you will you will evolve individually, and there'll be learnings you take away, and you will be more competent, and all these things. But it's like if I wanted to, I'm not going to become a fucking athlete, but I can get fit as fuck. Mm-hmm. And be an average right, athlete. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, and then, does that mean that I've failed because I'm not, you know, it doesn't become this ultimate strength of mine? But I've definitely, you know, it's everything that comes from it. It's the reward. And that, that that's another thing. Not the, imagine the thing that is the strength for you isn't the thing that brings you fulfillment or joy mm. or, you know, makes you feel whole. But then the thing that's really tough gives you ultimate fulfillment but you're never going to be the best at it and so we live in this society where we everyone wants to be the absolute best because what comes with being the best is accolades you know uh reaffirmment from people Mm. around you you know like it's you know what it's fucking great to be really good at something but it's also when people like but the thing is the the finite game so you can be really good at something but you don't have to be world class like the thing to consider with it's like uh people who go to film school and then their first thought is that they want to go to hollywood there is there's a huge spectrum of other things that you could do Mm. and if you mix and match and and instead of create a different like different skills so say taking a filmmaker and then uh um someone also Imagine like a scientist. Imagine you do a degree, like a degree in science or whatever, and then you become a filmmaker, and then you can do stuff on climate yeah. change. Like the, yeah. I think that the exciting thing is is in the mixing and matching of different things, mm. and I feel potentially that the focus on your strength bit means that we don't end up having a really fulfilled life because we because that one thing that we're good at happened yeah. based on so you had a core but like so say if you take like presenting you're good at presenting uh on camera if that was a moment in time where you thought fuck i'm i want to do this you weren't good at it at that time no. when you started it and then Absolutely you got not. better and so the consideration is it's like uh do we have to rely on the thing that we 
thought that we wanted to do fucking 15 years ago? Absolutely not. Because, you know, when I became an even better presenter, and I'm not, and I don't even see myself as a presenter, it's like uh, be- being more comfortable on camera mm-hmm. is probably a better way of looking at it, was when I did the thing that I didn't feel I was great at or was my strength which was, was that? radio, radio. Like I was like, I hate my voice. I hate this. Like I'm not good at that. I don't, like I never identified myself as like someone who, you know, when I'm at the fucking dinner table, I'm the one telling the story. <laughs> like I never thought I was that guy. I thought I was. You were I would, fit uh, as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was I'm like. I'm an athlete, but I'm fit as fuck. <laughs> full of life. Full of life. Full of life. Fit as fuck. And. It's Tommy Jacket. Maybe, yeah, but you know how you see like, oh, mate, this person could tell a great story. I never mm-hmm. felt that that way. My push was to do the presenting, which mm-hmm. got me into storytelling. And then you realize you might have like a somewhat of a natural ability to tell a story or understand story. And then it's the executing of, you know, the repetition of doing that storytelling, which came at the radio level. So, when I started doing radio, I learnt how to be more articulate. I learnt like, it's like slowing down my mind versus my words. And so, I almost was like just a second ahead of what I was saying so I could be in the moment and understand what I was saying. And at that point, I was able to be more present on camera and not be so stressed because I was like, I got this into in my head because I'm a little bit ahead. And so it's, but it's, it was just cohesion between it. And so that wouldn't have got to that if I didn't lean into this thing that was super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which was being you, on radio. Do you have a, do you have a, actually on the radio thing very quickly, there was the industry article saying that uh, a bunch of regional radio talent, uh, they got an email saying, you know, expect the worst today yeah. potentially in regards to like, it sounds like redundancies or something like that. Can you explain? What is what is regional radio in Australia? Like, how yeah. does it work? How did you end up there? What's the like? Is it a contract? How? Did, what's the deal? I don't know. It's it's interesting because I I had no idea about it until I sort of stepped in that door of radio, and then I realised that a big company that owns most of the regional radio stations in Australia, which is Southern Cross or Stereo, mm-hmm. you know, they have like I don't know, it might be twenty regional stations around Australia, so. You've got the capital cities, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, Canberra, and then you have the towns where there's huge populations, 150, 250, 350 small thousand people, which in in comparison to somewhere like the States, mm-hmm. it's nothing, but these towns thrive and they have their own, you know, industries that they focus on and real communities. And so the the radio stations in these communities serve and have over the past 30, 40 years as a great sort of, um, uh, you know, like facilitator of community. Mm-hmm. It's a centralized point when there's weather issues going on, people would be listening to the radio, understanding what's happening, if there's fires or, you know, droughts or whatever it be. It's like a public and then service. Local, yeah, local events and there's people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just being tapped into your local community because sometimes in further out towns you can feel less connected than some people in the city might and but so when you actually lit to community radio there's dollars behind it it's mm-hmm. there's budgets there's you know uh, guests and so the the network approach having being owned by a bigger brand 
it means that they, you know, they have access to the big shows from the CBD, mm-hmm. from the cities to be played in the afternoon or access to talent or people, you know, interviewing people from the big, you know, big TV shows that people in the town might be watching. But beyond that, I think it's the biggest bit was we were, when I moved to Shepparton, was the emphasis they were wanting to put on community and localism, mm-hmm. they called it. Geez, I heard mm-hmm. that word a lot. But so I found out that, you know, got an email at 12 a.m. one one morning saying that, you know, would you like a, would you be up for taking a regional radio job? I didn't know where. I I honed it into two places within Victoria that it could be, and I got the one that I thought it was and I wanted, which was Shepparton. How Shepherd. far away was it, is Shepparton from where you were living at the time? Uh, one hour 50 if you were sort of flat stick, you know, mm-hmm. to the to the speed limit, but flat stick. An hour and 50. So, it's far enough away that you can't be bothered coming back sometimes. And so, I sort of gave it a red hot crack and mm-hmm. lived in the town and loved it and sort of got amongst the localism and I've got some best mates from my time there. And so, you know, it's you're, you're working hard for not much. You know, you're producing, you know, you're panelling, you're you know, presenting, you're making the videos, doing the content, social media. You're doing every role in that social media, every role in um, radio is done by the people on air. And so it's very bare bones, not much support. Does it support. feel like a big company though? Or do you, when you're there, does uh, it, or you don't feel like you're part of a big company? Um, in terms of the town, there is a, there's a fondness that people have in these towns to radio because they grow up and they're probably doing the driving. And this was like well... You know, 2013, 2014, still didn't feel like Spotify was big or mm-hmm. these, you know, people were still at that point, I think. Well, Spotify only to, came to Australia in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely wasn't embedded. And so, people were in these towns listening to radio and, and mm-hmm. people knew you. Like, you'd go into a local shop and you'd hear your ad being played while you're doing the shopping yeah. and so there it's very embedded at that point mm-hmm. and your ego's through the roof at that point you know you're fucking doing your shopping you're like holy shit that's me and you tap the person on the you know like can you hear that that's no i'm joking i didn't do that but i think that there's the the feeling when you're there it's you know you, you're you're something, learning something the craft like it's you're, just happened to the stream potentially you know, give me a uh, that's strange well you were uh, yeah, keep, keep talking. You're working might- hard. You know, you're you're putting in effort and hoping that something comes from being in a place that isn't your hometown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, I can imagine the people on the shows that are getting this email saying you've got to have a meeting with your boss at 9 a.m. after your show on Thursday because big changes are happening. It's, I mean, far out. It's, it'd be upsetting, especially when you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the um, yeah. Do do you think that when you're there, does it feel like something that you you're going to be there for a long time, or how long do people normally spend in the regional towns? Oh, two years, two mm-hmm. years. But some people only do a year. But mm-hmm. they they say like, give it a go. Two years before you even find your feet on doing this stuff, and so you you know you're doing. 15 hours of live broadcasting a week mm-hmm. and i mean it's this is i mean for a lot of people they wouldn't just do the daily thing like what we do mm-hmm. because it's 
it seems ridiculous. And then when there's a small amount of money or even working for somebody else, when you have that reason of I'm showing up because it's a job, you know, as well as I enjoy this thing that I'm doing and I'm, you know, challenging myself. It definitely, you know, like where else can you do that? You can do it by yourself and that's what I believe because we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be able to do this now if I hadn't have done that, mm-hmm. I don't think. Like to the so level. The, uh, does that mean, like did you have a sense of is like the business side of things, like how much revenue or like what it was worth to a big company to have a fucking random radio station in a town? Nah, not at all. It seemed like legacy advertising at that mm. point. Like, like everyone who had been... Like, a, do you remember like with the local fish and chip shop, what would they be paying spots. for Spots. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really get into that. I was too, I had too much else to think about. Mm-hmm. And it, there were, it wouldn't be much though. You know, like we would do a thing where it's the biggest burger in the GV. Yeah, uh, G, yeah Golden Valley. Golden Valley. Um, it was huge. It was fucking ginormous. Goulburn, so, wait, I said Golden. What is it? Golden Valley? Goulburn. Goulburn. Goulburn yep. Valley. And so, we would go to a fish and chippery and try this new burger mm-hmm. and get some photos and there would be some advertising about it. And so, I don't know. They're probably paying 800 bucks. Yeah. This is where they've, but they've got sponsors, they've got people in the town who have been advertising forever that are always advertising. Yeah. And then and the, so, the, the, tra- the, the trap there is they don't stop because they aren't sure if it's working, A, or if it, if it stops, it means it's going to, it will show that it was working. It's conundrum, right? It's like, oh, fuck, I, you know, you, you hear companies that spend 25 grand a year on a yellow pages yeah, and yeah. they're worried that, if they get rid of it, are they going to fuck their business? But the, yes. um, I mean, so what they will be doing, I guess, what a, what a lot where a lot of these um, sort of where this industry is going is networked shows. So yeah, so you were talking about so you would have a breakfast show uh, that is local, and then yep. you would have shows that were fr- coming from Sydney or something. Yeah, so in the afternoon, it would, or from sort of three o'clock, two o'clock, it would tap into another feed mm-hmm. and you would sort of you know, line it up for it to drop in at the exact time. And then you'd be receiving the Hamish and Andy feed mm-hmm. or the Fifi and Jules feed. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, that's not being run out of the town. So it's like being run somewhere else. And so the it's just fed in and it, the computers are doing their thing at that point. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so there's like a, I wonder how it worked because a lot of these legally in Australia, the, to have the radio license, you need a certain amount of content being created out of that specific area that has the license. And so, I mean, this is where everything's been turned on its head based on the radio industry suffering in a company like SCA being in astronomical amounts of debt Mm -hmm. and, not making money like they used to. Just who the fuck is spending like they once did yeah. on radio advertising? It's just not happening. And so, this is sad because they're pull- if they pull, say, I don't know, it might be way too many. Let's call it 10 shows mm-hmm. at 100 grand a show, 50 grand a, a presenter. And then, you know, there's a lot of money at that point. Mm-hmm. That's just a saving across a year. And that's just the talent alone. And so, it makes sense from a business perspective. And they're, and they're even saying that, like, 
radio, the listenership is older now based on the people who would once listen to radio have now just grown up and the younger generation don't care for it. And so they need to change how they, you know, what they serve up to these. Were they doing digital? Were they like, were they, because I guess they're a media, they're not just a radio station, it's a media company. So was there a sense that you had your Facebook and all of that sort of stuff as well? Yeah, they were there, but half this is the issue. They, you know, all these all these stations around the country rode that wave of uh, Mark Zuckerberg leaving his front door open and his house being just ransacked, yeah. which was the algorithm spreading your content far and wide, and it didn't matter what you're using or posting. Yeah. And so, one of my posts that I did, it was a meme. I didn't put a uh, I didn't put a uh, caption on it because mm-hmm. I wanted to prove to... I, I was like annoyed at my boss because he's oh, like, it's all about it. blah, blah, blah. So I posted it and it got like 30 million reach or something ridiculous. And I was like, mate... Bigger than the town. I did nothing. I just <laughs> fucking found a meme and pressed post. Mm-hmm. And so the, all these pages around the country built up hundreds of thousands or thousands of followers that weren't local. Yeah. And so... At that point, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking. We've got a video production company in Melbourne, but our biggest audience is in India. Yeah, and no one. Which we don't have clients in India. Case, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not the case. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the case. <laughs> but, but that would be like, like doing that. It's not going to serve you for any real reason other than maybe cloud metrics. Exactly to mm-hmm. the. But then you just, it's a complete Ponzi scheme if you're trying to say to the local towns, mm-hmm. you know, bakery, we have. To 25,000 followers on on Facebook and then they're thinking, that is the whole fucking town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> How this have is you a, got... Oh, my this, God. This is the whole thing. But it's a... Um, so, did the localism stuff not hit digital as it did with radio? Because obviously radio was drummed into you. Yeah, we, 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 put, we, want, we put out local content and that's what works, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, that's what got great sort of feedback and people saying, oh, I saw that too or... Because that would be fun. You know, I feel like it would be like... It is. Imagine being in a in a town. I could really get behind being like a, a local journo or something in a town where it's like you know yeah. that you've got, you know, X amount of thousand people that you're, that is your audience and you know yeah. that when you post about the fucking crash that's on the, the corner of this road or the things that's like... Yeah. Yeah. People care about it. For oh, me, yeah. that's way more powerful than reaching millions of people who aren't really that phased or even don't don't really know anything about where you're coming from. Well, you could look at local as the audience, like that's you, and then you understand the town, the people, the schools they go to, what they're seeing when they're driving, you know, all these things, and then you have all of that as content opportunities mm-hmm. to connect. And so that's where half the shit I know I learned from being on radio and trying all these things. it's yeah. um, And so, it's a bit sad. It, like, if people are going to be losing their jobs, it's a sign of the times, but it's also no one likes to fucking, you know, lose their job. Do you think in Australia we're a bit behind when it comes to podcasting? Um, I mean, that's to say that they're in front in America. I mean, I use America because it's yeah, such yeah. a big market. Or just the, in general, the, like I guess yeah, even look at the US, but like it seems like shit is happening very like there seems to be so many opportunities and things still yet to be tapped into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, we're trying to give that a crack. And so mm-hmm. 
what is it? What? How far behind, and what is the place where it needs to get up to in your mind? Well, I just think like you see things that are happening now, and it's first steps, first plate. Like I don't, I don't think like there's no, no sort of massive leaders. Like there's some people who are doing good stuff or, you know, like mm. independent uh, podcasters like uh, Mamma Mia or whatever that are doing really well at serving their audience and they have a bunch of podcasts. Um, and then you have, you know, Shameless who have created a, um, a cult following. But then outside of these smaller examples, I just feel like um, it, it feels so primitive. It's, it feels like... Um, uh, yeah, like I feel like there there should be more attention to from a media company perspective in investing in it. Like if you think about the rah rah, if you think about what people are talking about and the Joe Rogans mm. and um, you know the Gimlets, uh, you can see people trying to give it a crack here in Australia, but for the most part, it doesn't seem to have the depth. Like we don't have. We don't have independent networks for the most part that are doing a bunch of shows and that are building that sort of audience. I guess um, mm. Planet Broadcasting is one they've sort of you know um, done really well with doing that. But yeah, just yeah. just an observation. It feels like such early days with all of this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and it just surprises me when you look online and you do googling how little there is that's out there in general. And what say for the stuff that is in the states? Is it that that audience is there, which means money's there, which means more people are going at it? And versus in Australia, it's like if the masses aren't there, mm-hmm. the money's not there. I mean, it's starting to definitely. Well, it's definitely moving. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, like, you look at mainstream media. There are a bunch. There's a lot of content that's created just for the Australian market so it's like the project like no one outside of australia would really care to watch the project i'm guessing Mm. um but i think that it's this the tension that we're seeing at the moment is it's uh there's less and less incentives to be doing a local show a show that's just for australians Mm. and because you can get have a crime show that does really well and then you've broadened out your audience. And I see the appeal. I see like for us, I think we started off way broader in regards to who we thought we were going to appeal to and then we've slowly come to the realisation of, okay, 70% of our audience are Australians. It seems like there is an opportunity to serve the the local market. I just feel like mm. potentially using the example that we're using of the towns, there will still be the want um, for local local people talking about things that are local to them. Oh, um, definitely. Local creators. I guess it's then the creator itself has to, because it is independent, most people aren't being, you know, throwing a bunch of cash to go and do a podcast about a local area. Mm-hmm. It's the creator then thinking that they want to take it further than Australia, which is easy to do, easy to, easy to think that at the start. Mm-hmm. And because you've got a microphone and your uh, megaphone and you're talking 
And then it's only until a bunch of people are in front of you that have started listening that you realize that, ah, it's it's here or they're over in the States or they're... Like, I know Planet Broadcast have a huge audience for one of their shows in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so, 90% or something. So, is the, so, I wonder, like, I wonder if you took something like a suburb of Melbourne, where we live, and created a podcast for that <laughs> yeah. suburb that yeah. was really suburb specific that every single person that in like so for me oh yeah my go-to is like um pod news that james cridlin does he's uh he's like a ex-radio dude who's really sort of well respected in the podcast space i listen to that that's a it's a four minute uh podcast he sends out an email as well and it's yeah specifically on the new like it's the it's like the fucking got like what people would have probably gotten from e e news or whatever the fuck it's called you know like the hollywood yeah, you know yeah. sort of news i get this from pod news um it's it's definitely not as dramatic as that it's it's like ah oh, this this event's on and this new podcast is launched but yeah imagine that in the lo- i wonder what that would look like in a local market is that small well, thinking? Well, I think it's definitely who's interested in understanding the bull and banter show about mm-hmm. who's got the best oranges Would you do the bull growing in their back. <laughs> bull and banter. Who's got the best lemon tree? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Bruce has some um, rosemary that's growing out of his bloody ears and you can come and grab some on your way through if you're walking down, you know, Manningham Road. It's like it's... it. You, you immediately take the... Uh, so you know the demographic of the people in the suburb mm-hmm. and the and and how many people are there and you can work out pretty quickly that won't look like money on the other side and so that's why you know it's how do you talk about local areas that can be appealing to somebody that doesn't live in the area it's what's relatable and so you you're trying to find that in yeah but i wonder how many i wonder how many people uh, trying to shoot for like world domination, and mm. they're because they're focusing on that. Not only do they never get to there, but they never get to do the important work that they could be doing close by. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's. I think it serves you to think about world domination to begin with, mm-hmm. when you have no idea, like no context, and by doing, you're building the context, realizing that. Yeah, people, there's other people like us. And so then you work out who they are, which we've done that. That's well, so the- part of it too is it's like, so what I like about what we do with the daily talk show is it doesn't necessarily have, like this could, not that it could become anything. It could, I think it could. I feel like it's it's a living, breathing thing that could just turn into whatever. But also it's like we're doing something. Like I feel good that it's just like we're just moving forward in regards to yeah. being able to talk and, and be curious and sometimes we have guests on. And so there is something in uh, the problem with – so like Hollywood, say if you use Hollywood as an example, being a Hollywood director, uh, if you're in Melbourne and want to make films in Hollywood, um, there's definitely – you have to at some point – make the transition to living there and doing all of that sort of thing. But if you're if you go there and then spend all of your time trying to pl- play the game to get in front of people and do all mm. of that sort of stuff, 
uh, how are you as a craftsperson versus being somewhere else in the world and fucking going on as doing as many directing as many films as possible making independent stuff to then transition i don't i don't know yeah. what the answer is i think it's diff- i think the interesting thing is that there's a real clear distinction between how hollywood works and how independent filmmaking works uh mm. podcasting isn't isn't really like the way that we record our podcast is uh, the same way that every world class podcast does. Like, there's there's very little in regards mm. to technology, in regards to skill set. Like, we're we're flexing the same muscle. I, I think if you have that original destination in mind, mm-hmm. and if and even if you think it's correct, the reality is that the destination is shifting. the The goalposts mm. keep shifting as you get closer, and so. It's it's a mirage seeing the end in, in sight. And so you start doing a show like this and when we started, it was, you know, 2018 and it was our show and we put everything into that. Now we have four shows in our network. And so like at that point, it's that's come out of us starting. Mm-hmm. If we thought about that back then, is it as in really like, here's the business plan, here's what we're starting at, here's what we're going to be doing. It's too much for our head, we thought. Let's just start, and so you end up know, moving along. You end up doing stuff, and things evolve, and it doesn't. I think the weirdness with our journey is it doesn't feel like we're moving forward all the time. Or, yeah. but I think that the key is that it's definitely not linear. So there'll be little things will happen, and we'll see a peak, but then you'll slowly go down the hill in regards to what feels like progress. And so, but then I guess it is like the markets. It's like when you zoom out, you are always going up when it comes to growth and progress, but you just need to be able to ride all of the other bits. Yeah, it can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. It can be um, amazing as well. Yeah. It's and every, the other it's thing everything. too, probably the the thing that I think about is it's like with anything, uh, why not? Oh, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah, yeah like yeah. why? And so, Hindsight. yeah, I think that like for a lot of people, that is the thing as well. Um, or there can be that feeling of it's too late. But you can see how the mistake in that is just not doing it because you think you're too late. Because it's like you have no other. Like the mm. doing it now is the soonest you could possibly do it. And also, yeah, the context. If we had started doing this five years ago, we may have, uh, our timeline may not have matched well with listeners and, and the, like yeah, building yeah, an yeah. audience and doing all of that sort of stuff. Or, and so, yeah, I think that it's a, um, time is a, is, a, is a weird thing, especially when you look at a pandemic and everyone's fucking looking back. It's like, do I really want to be, do I want to be doing this? Do I like, is this the thing? Is yeah. this, you know, am I happy with my job? But like, especially when people are like thinking about job security, like they're talking about yeah. job security. It's like, and they're taking 20% cuts or they're fucking just on job keeper. It's like, hang on. Like that security that I thought I had was actually all a bit bogus. And so yeah. then if that's the case, what can we do? That's what I'm well, excited the- about from the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And then there's the the thought around uh, the ship has sailed and the problem with that 
that statement, the ship mm-hmm. has sailed, when it's referring to YouTube or Instagram, is that it's assuming you wanted to be on the ship with all the other fuckboys. Yeah, yeah. Versus ship, creating... Ship, but also the <laughs> ship is ever coming every five minutes and yeah, that ship yeah, was full. Yeah. And so it's like yeah, classic that was, thing was of... It's like when you run, I mean, uh, this is really relatable, but it's only ever happened once. You know, you're <laughs> running to a tram and uh, it takes off and some the last, like a person fucking gets in there just before you and you're like, motherfucker. And then five seconds later, another tram comes that's yeah. going the same place and there's no one in there. It's empty. You yeah. pick your seat. Mm-hmm. You decide what music you want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's um, trams. That, is, that is the pick yourself analogy, mm-hmm. the problem with, you know. There's ever there's a in anything there's riding the first wave of sort of interest, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that that's the fucking only wave in the set. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's it. Interesting. All right, Just create, baby, create. It's, it's uh, the Daily Talk Show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com is the email address. Talking about creating, I'm very proud of um, Tony Lodge's podcast. She's been oh, doing yeah. an epic job with that one trick. Tony uh, episode three landed today and. It has Mr. 97 in what I believe is his most anxious state on air <laughs> uh, since probably the sex talk that he had. He, yeah. he, was, he was definitely out of his comfort zone and I really yeah. appreciate it. It's, it's yeah, great listening. Yeah. So, one trick, Tony. Listen to it. Give it five stars uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's great. Also, um, too much telly as well. That, that came out uh, Tuesday, comes out every Tuesday. And next week, is the psych on next week? Is that next week? Yes, yes. Yeah. She convinced her own psychologist to come on the show, which, <laughs> can't which I don't know if I'd do. I don't know if I'd do. <laughs> but it's too much tally, so yeah. it's in the name. And it's definitely too much. Great. Right, it's a daily talk show. Have a good one, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.